I'm Olavi Mikonet from Amon Amart, and you're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. Maximum Terror. That's your target audience, baby! Phantasm. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Hi, this is Dr. Vincent West, medical doctor with the Phantasm Podcast, and no words for this. Uh, super excited. We have Alavi McConan from Amana Marth, and we're going to be talking about their new album, The Great Heathen Army, uh, and it comes out August 5th on Metal Blade Records. Sir, how are you doing, and thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I'm good. It's a beautiful day in Sweden, so yeah. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for doing this. And let's jump right into this great album. Uh, uh, Get in the Ring. What can you tell us about the first track on the album? So, uh, Eric Rowan, the Frapsler, he got in touch with us and asked if we wanted to do a new entrance song to him. Awesome. And we've known, so we known Eric for a while. And uh, that's, so we, we all... So we thought that would be an amazing idea, and uh, we, we told him that uh, we definitely want to do it, but uh, um, we're not going to just write something really super fast or whatever. I mean, we needed to really think about it and, and to make it as, as great as possible. So we, we told him that it might take some time, but um, yeah, eventually we're going to make a song. And I think he asked us quite a long time ago, and uh, whenever we felt we had the right uh, riffs and, and music that kind of fits an entrance song, so to say, then we kind of sort of put it together. So, yeah, that, that's a really cool one. I mean, obviously, the, the lyrics are, you know, there's a Viking theme to it, too. But, nice. So it's kind of like a blend in. So it, it, it is kind of Viking theme, but it, it will also fit him as a wrestler. That's perfect. It's a, it's a hell of a way to kick the album off, too. Uh, of course, Eric Rowan, because he's a professional wrestler. It's amazing. Um, I, I, yeah, we I've, I've seen, as a wrestling fan, I've seen him wear your all shirts and stuff uh, in the ring. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a metalhead. So it's not only Amon Martin t-shirts he wrestles with. I mean, he's using 
other metal bands t-shirts as well but yeah he's awesome and he's a really nice guy and, and yeah we're totally honored it's amazing. It's a great way to kick this record off, too. Uh, and then uh, track two, uh, the title track, Great Heathen Army. What can you tell us about that one? Uh, I, I personally think it's a little bit different to what we usually have done. I mean, I think uh, there's some riffs there that are really different to, to what a normal Amon Amart song would be. But, I mean, it's a heavy track. And um, it's not really fast, but it's really aggressive in, in a way, in another way, so to say, with the heaviness. And also the, the lyrics are quite brutal. It's about the Viking invasion in England. Uh-huh. That pretty much, and that was pretty much what, what ended the Viking era. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a brutal song, but without being fast. I mean, it's, a, it's almost like a tank, you know, uh, just fucking rolls over. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's a killer, killer, killer track. Um, and then track three, uh, Hydron. Hadron. Oh, Hadron. About, uh, yeah, Hadron. Hadron is the goat that uh, stands on the roof of, uh, of in Valhalla. She stands on the roof there, and, and she pro- uh, provides meat to all the fallen uh, warriors, so to say. And every night every, uh, they're sitting there and, and eating and drinking mead that she produces. So, I mean, that, that's a kind of funny character in, in Viking mythology. So we thought we're going to, you know, sort of do like a, almost like a drinking fun song. And uh, it's, you know, it's not to be taken too seriously because obviously there's, a, there's even a goat in, in, the, in the song. But uh, it's, a, it's a very catchy and a fun song. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, it's I, that's a fun track. Um, and then uh, track four, uh, Odin Owns You All. Odin Owns You All is probably the, the most brutal song on the whole album. It's a, it's really fa- a really fast one, too. I mean, I think it uh, might be one of the fastest songs we ever recorded, at least when it comes to the tempo and, and the kick drums. So, yeah, it's a really aggressive and brutal in your face and and the title i mean odin owns your all pretty much says it all i mean where do you go from there yeah it's it's great yeah uh let's see uh track five uh find a way or make one uh i would say that's kind of like uh i'm on a mark's take on a classic uh, heavy metal song so to say i mean uh, the riffing is 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 very heavy metal orientated and uh, the lyrics are about uh, I think it's something that everybody can kind of relate to in a way I mean it's like uh, finding a way to to overcome whatever obstacles lie ahead of you so to say excellent excellent yeah it's uh, first half the records killer uh, just every song uh, uh, let's see, and we'll go right into track six, uh, Dawn of the Norseman. So, Dawn of the Norseman, I would say that song might be the most classical Amon Amart on this record. It's just, you know, it's not really, I mean, there, there's an acoustic part in the midsection, and, and we usually don't do too much of that. But when it comes to the rhythm and the riffs, 
I would say it's, it's very traditional Amman Amart. And the lyrics is about uh, the attack on Linda's farming. That was uh, probably one of the f- first Viking attacks in the Great Britain. And it's the, the first monastery in Linda's farming that the Vikings attacked. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a... That one really does sound like classic Amon Amarth to me, that one. I, I, really, I like that one a whole lot. Um, uh, track seven, uh, Saxons and Vikings. So, Saxons and Vikings, that's uh, our collaboration with uh, the band Saxon. We actually have uh, Biff Byford singing uh, the Saxon side, and then we have Johan Hegg, our singer, singing the Viking side. That's amazing. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and the thing here is that it's not like Vikings beating the shit out of Saxons. I mean, this is an equal song, so nobody really wins. And it's like, um, you know, it's kind of like, a, I think the midsection where, where Biff and Johan, they kind of like have an argument with each other. It's almost <laughs> like they're, they're battling with words instead of swords. So, yeah, it's a really cool song. And, and um, the also guitar solos are made by Saxon, uh, Doug and, and Paul. So, yeah, uh, we actually had an idea for this for many years that at some point it would be cool to make a song about Saxons and Vikings and, and actually do it together with the band Saxon. So, yeah, this is kind of like a dream come true. Oh, Saxon's such a great band. Had you guys ever uh, played with Saxon before? Uh, we haven't really, we, we never toured with them, or but we have done a few festivals and we've known them. We, I think the first time we met them was probably in Italy like 15 years ago and we were sitting you know it was a festival and the day before the festival so we were hanging out in a restaurant and having a good time so I mean ever since then we've been good friends so to say that's so, fa- yeah. awesome yeah it's just fucking awesome yeah it's great um, and then uh, track 8 uh, Scoggle Rides With Me uh, so Scoggle Rides With Me I think it's a, a very melodic song, and um, I think also tempo-wise it's a little bit different. But obviously the the, the melodies are kind of Amanamartish. But uh, yeah, I think that for me that was probably my favorite song in, in the in the demo stage, should say. I think it's a really really nice melodic song, and. Uh, the lyrics are really cool too. I mean, it's about uh, Valkyries that, you know, Skogel is, is, is one of the Valkyries that kind of protects the, the main character, so to say. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a cool song. Yeah, it's it's that one's a, a, a really good one. And then uh, track nine, the final track of the album, uh, The Serpent's Trail. So I think that's a little different from what we usually done so to say I think uh, I mean maybe not the melodies but I think the way we actually play the riffs is a little different uh, and there's a lot of orchestrations that are kind of like you know uh, spicing up, spicing it all up in a way <laughs> I think uh, it's a very heavy track but also very different and I think uh, Johan is almost like he's storytelling in the, in the beginning of the song so yeah I, a little different there's something we've been trying some, some new stuff here 
And as far as the recording process for the Great Heathen Army, can you talk about the writing process and then the recording process with it? So, for us, the writing process wasn't really any different from how we've been writing the last 10 or 12 years, I think. I mean, nowadays we don't really have a rehearsal place, so we all write from home and we have the same uh, studio, so we can fight to each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of how we worked this time around, too. I mean, even though there was a pandemic, but in Sweden we didn't really have any restrictions, so it didn't really make any difference for us. If we needed to get together, we got together. But the only difference, the only, I would say, different thing was that we didn't really plan to make an album. I think since we were in South America when when, uh, when the shit came over, right, and uh, we kind of had to cancel and, and just try to get home before the airports were closed. Uh-huh. So we were kind of like, okay, let's uh, wait and see and see how this pans out. And, uh, you know, our, our initial plan was to just continue touring when we had left off. And then after a <laughs> year, we kind of figured that, you know, there's no point for us coming back with an old album. So that's when we kind of decided, okay, let's end the Berserker cycle and start with a new album. So we didn't really plan to make an album, so it's just, we kind of felt we have to. But to, whenever we started writing, it was just like a normal for us. Okay. And then we recorded uh, in England, we recorded with Andy Sneed. And uh, obviously there were still some pandemic issues, but uh, uh, it didn't really affect but the, the, the thing that we did that he has like a studio in a farm and we all live in the farm as well so we kind of isolated ourselves there because we didn't really want to have the virus there and you know if, if somebody gets it that's gonna we have to postpone the recording for a month or whatever sure we kind of st- stuck to ourselves and, and that was kind of cool because that's really creative and and, and Steve, he did a monster job and he kind of worked around the clock and because we all took like different turns. I'm a morning guy, so I, I, I did the morning shift, so to say, and then Ted or Johan Söderberg did the day shift, and in the evening, Johan Haig was singing, so yeah, it was really good. Now, how many times have y'all worked with Andy? This is the third album. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, he's great. I, I, I love what he does uh, as a producer. Um, and you guys match really, really well with him. Um, let's oh, yeah. And I think it really... What really helps is that we really like him as a person. And, and he really likes us, too. And he actually likes our band, too. He, he's not really into death metal stuff, usually. But for some reason, he really likes us. And that makes a huge difference. That, that you know, when he's like... You know, he's actually, well, you honestly like something. I mean, it's not like, obviously money, with money you can buy whatever you, you can buy whatever producer you want. But sure. if you really do it because you actually believe it, it's a huge difference. And, and that's, uh, that's the amazing thing with Andy. But also, like you said, I mean, he's an amazing engineer and producer when it comes to tweak sounds. He knows everything with amps or pedals or whatever. He's some, just amazing in that. But also, he's a great musician himself, so that really helps too. And just real quick, 
I, I meant to lead with this, but I wanted to ask you this as a huge fan. I've been a fan of the band uh, since the beginning. Um, can you tell me and, and our listeners out there when I put this up uh, how you came to be in Amon Amarth and, and just your story with that, like how that how the band came to be like with you? Uh, well, I think in, when I was in junior high, I, I started to play in a band. And there was just different kind of guys, you know. I was the one who always stuck around, and there was different drummers and different bass players. And then in, in high school, I just continued, and there were different guys too. Uh-huh. And, and, I, and by then, I would say like early 90s or something like that, um, we had this band called Scum and uh, we made a demo we played a few local shows and then uh, I think the thing kind of ran its course I think the other guys I was playing with they were not really really into it and then uh, I think it was like uh, summer of 91 uh-huh. I, 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 me and an old friend to me we went to Greece and, and the third guy who joined us for for a two week vacation was Johan Hegg and that was the first time I met him so uh, in Greece we were hanging out at the bar or, or something and, and there was like you know people are drunk and singing along to whatever is on the their plate but and then Johan started to scream really loud and he had this really cruel dark voice and I was really impressed so I asked him hey why don't you try out and we restored scum so after the vacation we got together, we had the rehearsal place left, so it was basically him and me, and the drummer. And this was probably 91, no, 92, I think. Oh, shit. Do you hear my dogs? I do hear them, that's, that's cool. <laughs> Alright, let's see somebody at the door. So yeah, I have uh, four dogs in there. They get nuts when everybody when somebody's around the house. Oh no! Somebody. Anyway, so <laughs> so anyway, so, so when whenever he started, that, that's where kind of when we picked up scum for real, and then we found Ted, and when Ted joined, we kind of changed name to Amanamari. So, and that was probably '93, almost 30 years ago. I have been a fan for so long. I'll never forget the first time I saw you guys. <clears throat> You guys were touring with Diasad uh, and Behemoth and somebody else. I can't remember who else was on that tour. And I believe you all were touring. Uh, I think you all were touring versus the world when I saw you the first time. Uh, Behemoth and, and uh, Diasad. Yeah, that was Power versus the world. Yes. I've been a fan ever since. I was blown away. Yeah, so that was like 2002 or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I've been a fan ever since. You guys have never cool. put a bad album out. I went back and bought the back catalog, and and it, it's it's. You guys are just the best. I mean, you guys always put out a great record. I can always depend on Amonamarth to put a great metal album, and you guys are just fantastic live. And, um, but uh, back to the new album. Uh, so let's talk about this amazing tour you guys have here in the U.S. Uh, with Carcass and Obituary and Cattle Decapitation. I'm super excited about that. What can you tell us about that tour? Yeah, I'm equally excited as you are, and we've been planning this for a long time. I think we were actually, 
the first plan was to do this on the Berserker cycle. But uh, anyway, yes, I think last time we had the Swedish package. We had Arch Enemy and uh, At The Gates and Grand Magus. So this time around we thought we're going to put together the most amazing death metal package we could just think of. And, and Carcass makes equally amazing and then Capitation that I think is awesome too. So yeah, that I think that's that's going to be a real treat for the fans. Absolutely, absolutely. And then before that, are you guys doing a bunch of festival stuff coming up or have y'all already been doing shows or... No, we haven't done any shows at all. Uh, we're going to do a European tour that is starting in the beginning of September. Uh-huh. And we're going to tour with uh, Machine Head and uh, the Hollow Effect. Oh, okay. Machine Head's great. That's a great package for you guys. I'm not familiar with the other band. Are they more like death metal stuff or... Uh, the the Hollow Effect, that's... Uh, or Halo Effect, maybe it's called. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the new... Uh, it's all... Everybody is an old in flames guy. Really? So you have like uh, Jesper and Niklas and, and uh, Peter and uh, so, and then it's uh, Stan from Dark Tranquility. Oh, oh shit! The first singer in, in flames. So it's basically old former in flames guy. They have a new band and and they sound like melodic Gothenburg style death metal. So yeah, they're fucking amazing. I'm gonna have to check that out. That sounds awesome. Well, that's a great bill for yes. you guys. Um, oh and, yeah. And as far as the European shows, where all are you guys going on, on that tour? It, it's across the whole Europe. Oh, okay. Awesome, awesome. And then you'll be hitting the states with the with the uh, obituary and carcass and and uh, cattle. Yes. Fantastic, fantastic. And then uh, one last thing I was going to ask you about: uh, Can you talk to me about the the cover? of the Grey Heathen Army? Yeah, I mean, the thing is that when we decided that the Great Heathen Army is going to be the, the title or the theme of the album, and um, so we started to bounce ideas to what we can do as for cover, and obviously we, we need to have a huge army because that's what the title is about. It's a huge fucking army. Right. So first we thought we're going to have this huge army, but then after a while we were like, why don't we just gonna put ourselves into that army? Because I mean, it is us, right? And, and, and then we thought, like, you know, when we grew up with like Kiss Destroyer or Man or or it, we always thought those covers were fucking amazing when you had actually the band posing. And we thought, you know, that's something we never did before. And yeah, why not? I mean, we're fucking thirty years into our career. Why can't we have ourselves on a cover for once? So yeah, that, that's pretty much what it is. But many many people think it's actually a photo, but I mean, it, it's it's uh, actually, it's a drawing, and it's the same guy who's been doing pretty much all our covers. And have you, you all worked with him the whole the whole career, or is he just the past few no, albums? I think the yeah, first time he did, I think he did the Crusher album. And that's the first thing he did. Oh, shit. So that, that's a long time ago. Yeah, I think he, he's been doing all our covers ever since, except for Berserker. That was a different guy. Okay. Well, this album is absolutely fantastic. Um, and like I said, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to do this. I'm a huge fan. 
it means the world to me for you to do this. Uh, the Great Heathen Army from Amon Amarth. It comes out August 5th on Metal Blade Records. Olivia, thank you so much for doing this. I cannot thank you enough. This means the world to me, and I'm a huge fan of the band. And uh, I'll see you somewhere out when you guys come over here on that tour. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, I'm happy to hear that you like the album. And I can't wait to see and hear what our, what what all the other fans think of it. So, exciting. I wish you guys all the best, and I hope we can do this again sometime. All right. Have a good one. Thank you, my friend. Take care. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. <laughs>